Hey everyone, welcome to Shine Health Coaching. Today I'm going to be interviewing Long Yuan Ho and he has a bachelor's and master's in psychology. I'll link his Instagram as well, but if you go onto his page, you'll see that he is shredded. <laughs> so tell us a bit about yourself. Hey, good morning, everyone. Thanks uh, a lot for the opportunity. I also just wanted to do a quick shout out to our good mate, Joshua King, who actually hooked us up for this podcast. So thank you, Josh. Um, yeah, so uh, as you probably heard, um, I've got a bachelor's and a master's in psychology. Uh, I also have a Cert 4 in allied health um, assistance, uh, specializing in nutrition dietetics and also an advanced Cert in nutritional counseling. Uh, so a little bit about me. Um, I've been doing the psych gig for probably about 14, 15 years now, not giving away my age. Um, yeah, I think the reason why I started doing psych was I had a lot of friends who were going through a lot of uh, issues and obviously had a lot of family problems and they ran into the law and I sort of really wanted to understand human behavior on a better level rather than just have it happen ad hoc and then just be reactive. Uh, and then essentially that led me into uni. I worked a lot with uh, youth from broken homes, broken families again. Uh, then now currently I'm working in the child protection system. So um, I kind of just left high school and jumped straight into uni while all my friends were holidaying on, you know, tropical islands and having mad parties. Uh, I, I didn't feel that. I felt if I took a gap year, I probably wouldn't have come back to uni. So I guess I wanted just to soldier on. Um, and in between that, in, for the summer semesters, I just thought I'd do a psych because my other interest was nutrition and eating um, because I think fitness is a massive um is a massive side sort of area for a lot of people uh, and they tend to sort of don't really address it as much as they should. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just find that, that it's always like a, the whole saying, oh, I'll get to it when, when it gets to that stage or they wait for them to get injured to then realize how much their health matters. Uh, and then obviously when they focus on their health, they forget about their mental side. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really um, interesting sort of concept, health and fitness. Um, I, love so, that, I love the fact that you like we're aware of that because I feel like like as you're saying like people kind of put it off they're like yeah. oh I'll deal with that later and when they're like younger obviously they're in that like party phase or they they just don't think about it and your body's kind of different like in its 20s but they set in all these habits like bad mental habits bad physical habits and then as they get older all those consequences like stack up yeah it's, it's it, it literally is you're basically like building a house of cards so, so to speak yes. for lack of a better phrase and uh, at any second uh, it, it could topple you know and it's what i mean it's fun to create a house of cards i mean it's it takes a bit you know it's fun it's 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 a uh, it's a delicate process you like to sort of test the boundaries a bit when you're younger but then i think a lot of it adds up uh, unless you're really genetically blessed and you come from a very sort of uh uh, dare I say it, a wealthy and very well-provided environment and family, you're not going to have those um, to fall back on when you hit those, those sort of older age um, brackets. And then that's where your yeah. health starts to fail or you start to notice a lot of your mental health habits start seeping through. And then by then, I'm not saying that it's uh, too late to start. I always think you can, you can start whenever really, uh, better late than never. But I think when people have left, left it so entrenched for so long, uh, then they suffer from also like trying to get back on top, but also trying to, stay on top once they get back on top. So they're, all, they're almost dealing with the duality of challenges. Yes. And that's the thing. Like I get the call when they've left it too long and it's just like, oh, how do I explain it? Yeah. They've yeah. got more work. They've got to not only do they have to get their body back on track, 
but they have yeah. to un it's going to take a long time to like rewire those thoughts and it's like they've got they've set up this entire lifestyle which goes against the type of person they want to be and so that jump is so much bigger that's why like I definitely think about this a lot in my 20s I'm like oh my god I'm still in my 20s I'm still um you know building myself and building my character yeah. these are the years to like go hard and build yeah. yourself up and set yourself up and it's like if you miss these years of like formation of who you are you you kind of it's not impossible but it makes it a lot harder to to really like build something like of value yeah and i'm saying um these formative years and a lot of people think oh you're just saying that i have to be a prude and not do anything fun and it's not so much that it's more so you just could be selective and smart about how you have your fun like yeah. i say a solid year of formative work can easily benefit you in your say your late 20s your early 30s down to your late 30s uh yeah. you know you know uh, and a lot of people just think it's more sort of uh the thing of more is in a recreational thing. Oh, you know, I'll get around to it, or I'm just having fun now. It's all right. It's only a, you know, it's only a few weeks, or you know, it's a few months, or a few years. Or, you know, I'm meant to have fun. This is society has built up this idea that we can work on ourselves later, which is great. And I agree, you can work on yourself later, but if you don't put in some work to lay the foundations, it's like, well, when you get to that stage, you want to you want to build a, your own house and metaphor using the house as you know your own goals and dreams and aspirations for health and fitness. You're not going to be able to because you didn't you know you didn't lay the cement, you didn't buy the bricks, you know. And yeah. it's just so much. And that and that concept is still hard to for me to even explain to a lot of my clients, you know, uh, because they, they never were brought up with that concept or they were never exposed to that. So here they just they just picking up pennies and trying to build a house, and it's really yeah. um, sad, you know, and almost destructive. And um. I just want to just rewind a little bit. Um, and when I say there's bad habits and having fun, I'm not strictly like sort of pinpointing anything. I'm not saying, oh, you know, smoking or like even having bad daily thoughts, like saying, oh, I'm, you're waking up and you think, oh, I'm not worthy enough or yes. no one's going to like me. So it goes beyond the smoking, the drugs, the promiscuous behavior. So don't feel that I was narrowing in on those aspects. Because a lot of time when we talk about negative um, habits, a lot of people go, oh, you I smoke, I'm a bad person. I'm like, well, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the habits that you, your self-monologue, you know, the stuff that you tell yourself yes. or how you get yourself out of bed or how you uh, interact with people, those type of things. Because it's like you think about it, like you're alone with yourself. Like it's, yeah. it's your head that you're living in. And so it's like yeah. if you don't take control of that and you don't learn how to manage that, it's like you're literally driving a car that you have like no idea how to to function within and that's been a big journey for myself like using affirmations and I catch myself if I say you know something because obviously you're always listening to yourself so I might make a joke which I think is I was literally talking about this yesterday um I might make a joke where I'm like oh that was like stupid and then I'm like no stop don't use that language with yourself because it's like your brain doesn't really know the difference all it hears is the word stupid and then you start to anchor that in as a behavior and before you know it that's like how you live your life and it's it's like if you can, you know, use positive affirmations, you can do all these things, then you're, you're, you have that, like we're talking about the bricks here, you have that foundation to like go out and get stuff done. But if you wake up and the first thing you tell yourself or, you know, wire in those habits of talking to yourself, you're literally undoing the day before you even get out of bed. Exactly. And, and, and I think that's what I find for a lot of my clients and families that work in the child protection system, sadly. They, and a lot of it's intergenerational. They've, they've gone through like from their grandparents teaching yeah. the parents to the parents teaching them and then they start having kids really young. It just, yeah, it's a full-blown vicious cycle. Um, yeah. yeah, it must be hard working in child protection. I saw that on your profile. I was like, I'm so glad that there is that area out there of like people going out and doing that because I think it's, it's so important. But yeah, I'm guessing it would be very hard to 
to be around sometimes. Like I'm a very empathetic person, so I think it would like crush me. I'd be like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, um, it's very confronting because uh, and just put in a snapshot, uh, not to glorify or anything, a lot of like I, I like the, the job because in the fact that my day is very unpredictable uh, and that yes. sort of helps me deal with my anxiety. Um, I, I come from a, like a... Uh, a big family with a lot of anxiety and depression issues. Um, yeah. I was heavily medicated for anxiety a long time ago, but obviously, you know, introduce those good habits and those um, positive thinking, positive psychology, and those uh, good daily living um, skills that I've developed over the years to sort of get me out of that rut. Yes. Um, yeah. But uh, it's confronting. I deal with like uh, like rape, uh, like manslaughter, uh, like kidnappings. It's just, uh, and obviously, it pertains to children, which is even more wow. uh, graphic yeah. and confronting. And, um, yeah, I just I'm just feel that you know children need to be entitled to a good life and a healthy life. To be honest, a healthy yeah. good life, and they deserve a future. You know, yeah, they need to be protected from like they're so young and so innocent, like they haven't even had a chance, and they're still like you know you, you've obviously studied, studied psychology as well, so they're like still building that sense of themselves and like their views on how the world is, and then just have something like that happening around them that's kind of like shattering their world before they've even really had a chance to see it it's like yeah yeah it's really unfair on them you know the kids and their formative years are quite more vulnerable than our formative like you know when i say formative years like say me from uh say 12 to 18 whereas their formative years are from birth to like you know seven uh and so obviously that's a much more sensitive time um pocket for the parent or able parents to work with them um and a lot of you probably if you're wondering why i'm mentioning what does you know health have to do with child uh, protection it's like well a lot of the themes we get is uh, parents who don't feed their kids or um have food in the house or or just feed them like sugar snacks and like just stuff that's not wholesome and um so they form these bad habits as they grow up uh they they're always wired um they don't have a good nutritional foundation to even understand what health is and obviously when they get older they have all these health uh, afflictions and that's the thing as well. I feel like there's like a whole generation of people who don't even know how good their body's meant to feel like because yeah. they grew up in a household that didn't model great health for them. And so yeah. they think that's great health, but they don't even have any idea of what their body's meant to feel like. Like when you're like in a peak state of health, like you're energized, you're like excited about life. Like you're, you just feel, I can't even explain it. I'm sure you would know what I'm talking about because you're oh. very healthy, but it's like, <laughs> it's like the best feeling. And, and then it, it kind of blows my mind that there's people out there who don't know like they don't even it's not even in their awareness because they've never experienced it and I'm just like whoa and yeah it definitely impacts I've done a lot of research into you know behavioral issues with children and all of that stuff and there's there's consequences you know and I think they're quite subtle if you're living in that environment but when you're looking from the outside in you're like I can see this clear as day and I think it's kind of like the frog in the boiling water where they're like they're they're in there they don't yeah it's normalized yeah yeah Yeah. and it's it's a sad reality yeah, so so your um nutrition, you follow the if it fits your macros. Yeah, most certainly. Yeah, so um, so why did you choose the if it fits your macros diet? Um, so I'm not saying this is the holy grail, the be all and all. Uh, I think yeah. for me, it works for me just because obviously I've had time to sort of um trial it, experiment with it, and see its sort of pros and cons. It yeah. works for me because um it gives me uh, flexibility. Yes. Uh, I always say when I do nutrition plans for my clients, I go, uh, I sort of operate across like a sort of a three main focus. I go, it needs to be maintainable because mm-hmm. um, if I give you something that you can't yes. maintain, well, it just goes down the drain. I haven't done my job and, I've, and you haven't really had anything to learn from that. You just said, oh, my coach just gave me some random shit that I just, oh, excuse my language, uh, <laughs> gave me some random uh, jargon to follow and I don't even, I, I don't even know what half the foods are, what they do. 
Yeah. Uh, the second thing, it needs to be flexible. And that's where the, if it fits your macros, um, works really well because it allows, um, uh, a client or their bodies or their understanding of nutrition and health to sort of gradually um, filter into a more lifestyle approach rather than just a plan approach. Um, wow, of- that's interesting. Yeah, because I've always gone the clean clean eating's been my number yeah. one focus. Yeah. I'm very much focused on like how how do I get the nutrition that I need. But yeah. I'm, I've been looking into the macros direction because I feel like you guys are getting better physical results. You know yeah. what I mean? So there's there's one thing to be nourished and healthy, but then there's another thing to be like, how do I get, you know, the body percentage that I want and all of that stuff. So yeah. Yeah, and, and still and still sort of uh, I think a big thing uh, clients ask me is oh, can I still celebrate birthdays? Can I still go to parties and all that? I go, well you can. You obviously just need to develop those foundations um really well. So do the right areas really well. And then when you do sort of have those sort of naughty areas, I call them, or sort of fun areas, you can then sort of relax a bit and then it won't impact your overall health and physique too much um yeah. so yeah i like i like that approach because yeah flexibility it's maintainable and obviously um there's a mixture of obviously what you uh, you mentioned um the nutritious wholesome foods but also some fun foods on the side yes exactly because that's like that's sustainable i find like people who they go too like too hard too restrictive yeah. it just backfires like i've never seen anyone go on a full-blown restrictive diet and it's worked out good for them it always blows out and that that's the you know, the thing with myself, like I focus on like two serves of fruit, five serves of vegetable a day. And I have a lot yeah. of flexibility within that. Obviously I've got my chosen, you know, you kind of have your chosen foods that you're like, these are my foods that I love to have. But um, yeah, flexibility has been a big thing for me to keep it, ma- you know, maintainable. Cause you know, I had my birthday a couple of weeks ago, my friend brought over cake and it's just like, you want to be able to live your life. Like I remember when I first started, you know, competing in Muay Thai, I was so, so strict on like what I ate and that. And I looked back a few years later and I was like, oh, I feel like I missed out on experiences. Like people would go out for dinner and I wouldn't go out for dinner with them and I'd miss out on all of that stuff. And now I feel like I've got like a much more, like, yeah, whole like just such a way better way of living my life. And I, I never feel like I'm like restricted. I never feel like I'm missing out. It's like, yeah, it's good. And that's what it's about. It's about enjoying life, really. Because yes. I mean, you can you can look great and, and be admired by millions, but if you go home and you're unhappy as a, as anything, and you you can't wait to fall asleep, so you can forget about your troubles, and like that's not a good way to live. Let's yeah, be no. That's, um, I think Tony Robbins says like success without mm-hmm. happiness is the ultimate ultimate failure. Oh, it's almost a betrayal. <laughs> it's almost yeah. like you just yeah. It's like you're yeah. sabotaging your own success from your own like inside your own company and your company being your body, your mindset, whatever you want to call it. Yes, and um, that- and that's what yeah. I say about like health. It's like you, and I'm always saying this to my clients, like if you going to the gym, like find exercise that you love to do, find foods that you love to eat. You shouldn't be like feeling like you're suffering through it just to get the result. Like I never feel like I'm suffering through it to get the result. I'm like, Oh, this is my life. And I love eating this. And I'm like excited to go for the gym, go to the gym. I'm excited to go for my walks. Like I never feel like it's a burden. And I feel like people kind of have this idea that going to the gym and eating healthy is like this burden because they haven't, you know, done the trial and error or had the education to find out what works for them. Yeah, most certainly. And, and, and you see it all the time. You see them, and I'm not saying this in a, in a nasty judgmental way, but it's just more so an observe it, uh, like sort of an observation way. You see um, um, people who are just at the gym uh, like year in, year out, and they haven't changed and they look unhappy and you almost wonder what's going on for them. Like, you know, you just want to understand, like, you know, you obviously – here to train but you obviously don't you don't enjoy the training or um, yes and you know you it looks like a chore and like i said if, yes. you, if, if your health and fitness is an obligation you might really want to reassess what that is because it shouldn't be an obligation 
you know? Yeah, exactly. You should find what you love to do. And that's the thing. Like I've got friends who've gone down, like taken totally different direction sports that I was like, oh, like, you know, like ice skating or whatever, but I'm like that, but they love it and they want to go there because they're like, oh, like I enjoy being there. And I think that that's, yeah, that's, that's so important. So what are some um, common mistakes you see people make in nutrition? Oh, the list is uh, how long, <laughs> I know, it's a <laughs> let's get a whiskey bottle on the table and start talking all night. Um, so one of the biggest things uh, for my clients or not, not even my clients, just stuff I see across the board and what I've read and, um, and stories for other clients, are low calories, they yeah. automatically jump to this uh, cataclysmic apocalyptic, like 600 calories a day and two oh, licks of wow. ice or something, or yeah. even like a thousand calories. And like, I just don't know how we've reached a stage where people feel that that type of information is 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 uh is empirical. Or it, it's it's evidence based. If anything, you're going to probably destroy your um, metabolism. Yeah, exactly. You're going to probably it's going to affect your mood, your hormones, especially. It's going to affect your sleep uh, patterns, your sleep um, cycles. Oh, it's so dangerous. Yeah. That's the um, thing. I think people go they they go. They want results quick, so they go hard and they like drop their calories down. But then it's just like it's just it just backfires on them. They're going to end up like binging, and then they're probably going to yeah. affect their base uh, metabolic rate. So it's just like it just doesn't work. And it's I feel like people they go like all the hardest directions before they're like, hey, maybe I should just find like a flexible but reasonably structured diet that has the nutrients I need and it's going to help me with my protein intake. Like it just. Yeah, I, I see that as well a lot too. And I'm, I think maybe it's this whole, you know, you see on Instagram, they're like calories in, calories out. But it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, but it's there's so much more to it than just that. Yeah, because if it was that simple, everyone would be doing it, right? If exactly. everyone could be like 5% shredded or 10% whatever and walk around all year like that, everyone would be doing it. So obviously there's a process to it and, and there's flexibility in that process as particular to your needs, your body, your lifestyle. So don't feel that. Joe Blow from Jim, who's allegedly five percent shredded all year, uh, and if you follow his food and his diet, and or, or or Lauren whatever, and you follow her diet and do her exercise, that you're going to end up like it, it really yes. varies because there's obviously genetics, how your body's yes. wired, and the max you can achieve with your genetics. Uh, obviously, your um, your body type. Yeah, uh, and also your lifestyle. I mean, if they're stress-free, sponsored uh, all year round, they don't have to lift a finger. They get paid to eat to look great, and you're slugging away to work nine to five. You come home, you can look after the dogs or your family, and it, yeah. you know a lot of that. People don't measure those um, almost immeasurable factors like stress, uh, yes. anxiety, sleep, uh, your your partner's mental health. You know, a whole host of variables. Yes, I was thinking about this last night. Like we underestimate how interconnected we are. So yeah. it's like, like I was thinking like, you know, if you've got friends around you who are in a great place in their life, you, when you interact with them, you get those kind of vibes as well. And it's just like everything around you interconnects and affects you, whether you realize it or not. And I think that, um, yeah, I think that's why it's, there's a, there's a, a law that says like, don't hang around on, you know, people who are in a bad place. Cause it kind of drags you down as well. And I think that's why we look up to mentors and we go and study so much because it's something to aspire to. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think the low calories is a big red flag for me. Uh, the other one is not, not sticking uh, to it long enough. So I always hear people, uh, cause I used to work for a nutrition warehouse, just a little um, trip down memory lane. And a lot of the time yeah. people come in and they're, they're all flustered to go, Oh, I've done everything. I'm like, okay, elaborate on everything. Oh, yeah. like, but they can't really pinpoint exactly what they've done. If you've done everything and you're honest about, uh, and you're, uh, yeah, honest about your health and fitness, you can probably tell me down to the T what you've done, as in everything. So, like, um, by everything, they probably mean they've tried every diet under the sun, they've tried every training regime, they've tried every uh, body subtype, the specific diet, whatever. Um, and a lot of time I feel, well, no, you haven't tried everything. 
yes. you probably done you probably done a meal plan for like a few days and didn't like it, but didn't have the sort of uh, honesty to hold yourself accountable and say it didn't work for me, and you just sort of blamed your coach, or you probably didn't have yeah. a good coach, or uh, you you bought some random um, get shredded in a week plan off the internet. Um, so uh, our bodies are wired uh, over a course of time. So what that means is you do things uh, repeatedly over a course of time with flexibility, yes. um, and then it adapts and learns. So you know mm-hmm. you need to really stick to the plan over. For me, a significant um, good sort of measure to go by is probably three months. So like yeah. 12 weeks. Uh, if you've got time, I say do it six months. And if you're really honest about your health, make it uh, make it almost like a lifestyle rather than a, than a timed thing. Because if, if you make it a timed thing, you get to a certain point, okay, it's nine weeks, I'm not seeing abs or I'm not seeing a drop in weight. Oh, that's going to drop in your mental health. It's going to affect you. You go, I might as well just binge. I might as well go out and party and forget about it. So you got to be in it for the long haul. Yeah. yeah, you're going to be in it for the long haul. Yeah. Um, the other thing, uh, not mon- monitoring food de- or sort of like not weighing the food. Yep. Um, because that alters calories amazingly. So you'd be surprised if, if uh, say, I asked you to get a tablespoon and scoop me out twenty grams of pro- uh, of peanut butter, and you scoop it out and you weigh yours. I just eyeball and just you know grab a random and just flick a bit. It might be more, it might be less. Oh, it doesn't matter. I'll make it up during the week. But then you add that those small increments over the week. You probably add on another hundred calories. Yeah. Yeah. And people are like, but it's only hundred calories. I'm like, well, you do that across a month, four weeks. That's four hundred calories that you sort of didn't really need. Yes. Um, yeah. So, and a lot of people go, but isn't that pedantic? I have to weigh all my food. Go, well, for the initial sort of small period of time, yeah, it is. But yeah. when you're talking about your health and your your mindset and or your body's capabilities, why wouldn't you want to fine tune it? It's like imagine your mechanic working in your car goes, oh yeah, I just kind of fiddled around without it really tune it to where it needed to be. You're like, but I need to operate the car. I need it to be safe. I need it to be to get me from where from A to B. So why wouldn't you fine tune it properly? It's kind of like that similar process. I love the way you're thinking about that. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, the other thing is not not setting small achievable goals daily or weekly. So a lot of time I get clients go, oh, yep, in three months I want to be shredded. I want to be 2%. Like, uh, yeah, about that. So yeah. For me, I try to explain it to them like, well, for me, uh, small achievable daily goals. What do I mean by that? So obviously it's positive conversations yourself. So I might go, I'm training chest tonight. So for me, I might try to go for that extra five kilos on my bench. Or uh, the program says it's eight reps, but I might see if I can push a heavier weight to get those same eight reps. So those are small achievable goals for me that keep me going because I can see that I've made little ticks along the way rather than having nothing to be proud of and then get into like my three months period that I've set myself and then go, oh, well, I'm not 2% stuff it, you know? Yeah. like. So do you write that down? How do you track that? Yeah, right, Jan. I actually, I use my phone to record my own, like, like, like my own little sort of um, uh, the speeches to myself, like my lectures, like, hey man, today's going to be a yes. good day. That's I'm going to awesome. smash out. Uh, a lot of people respond audibly. Uh, and when I say that, a lot of the, one of my biggest things is um, I feel the most, one of the most important things for human beings is the, the feeling of being heard rather yes. than spoken to or rather than seeing, like anyone can just see a quote uh, and go, oh, yeah, cool, it's a cool quote, but then forget about it. Anyone yeah. can talk about it, but then conversation gets lost in translation and, you know, other topics. But if you, if you listen to something, that's why we can pick up songs really well. We can remember, you know, things in certain details. So I record myself like in the morning, go, hey, today I've got quads tonight. I'm probably going to go for that extra rep on that heavier weight. Oh, um, yeah. And, and then as I'm listening to it, I go, uh, you, you just come across and go, oh, what, what's this message I left? And you read it. And you're, oh, wow. Or well, you listen to it, sorry. Um, so uh, you can do that. You can write it down as well. But I prefer recording it just so then it creates a really, it creates a nice long sort of journey of my lectures to myself. And I can oh, sort of go back anytime. So cool. 
that is so cool. And I, it is, it's very powerful because I do the same thing. I record uh, like memos on my phone um, when I'm, you know, when like I'm trying to understand a concept, I'll speak it out loud and then I'll yep. record it and then I'll go back and listen to it like a day later and kind of pull it apart from different angles. And Perfect. it just helps me. Yeah, it's just awesome. So, yeah, I love that you do that. I think I might start doing that. That's really cool. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, okay. So when you create nutrition plans, what, like what are the main things you focus on for people? Obviously it sounds like you're very like strategic, but do you bring in like the psychology aspect? Like what are you, what are your focuses? Yeah. So most certainly. So I think I start with the general sort of like a really basic general psych assessment and doesn't follow any sort of um, sort of psych format. I just go, tell me about your sleeping. Uh, tell me what you do for fun. Do you have, uh, do you have family? Do you have pets? Uh yeah, so all those things, it helps me understand the client better than just a client. You know, they're, they're going to be, I want to be sharing part of their health journey in their world for a period of time. So I think it's important to know who they are as a person rather than just, oh, this is person A, he or she wants to lose 10 pounds, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, you'd be surprised how much people at that stage are really reluctant or protective or even cautious or even confused as to why I'm asking it, but I just want to get treated. Can you not help me? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that's um, the but, thing, hey, you have creating that space where they feel like they can tell you the truth because have you ever had yeah. people not tell you like the truth about yeah. like they, they'll eat something they weren't meant to eat and then they're like, they won't, they'll try to like not tell you. And it's like, come on, like you've got to be honest with me if you're going to get the results. Like, it's, it's insane. And it's probably really embarrassing me using this analogy again. It's, it's about cars because I love cars. So obviously, yeah, no, uh, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> I need to know what make and mold the car is to work with it. Right. So it's yeah. obviously, uh, and it comes into a bit of my ethical background as well. Obviously, if I feel that you're a client I can't work with, and for whatever reasons, um, um, I would obviously refer you on to like a, like a colleague of mine just yes. because uh, I'm a coach or whatever, however you want to use that word or understand or interpret that word it doesn't mean i can work with every client you know i have yes. to admit that i have my limitations as a practitioner and there are there are that's why referrals are so important um yes. so that's why a lot of clients get really confused when i do the psych assessment they're like i'm not here for a psych assessment. i'm just here to you know get mad ripped and be famous <laughs> and i'm like that's cool but in order for me to ask i need to know who and i need to know your why i need to know yes. your what i need to know your how you work it's no point in me giving you say eat 12 meals a day. You're like, mate, I don't have time to eat 12 meals a day. I'm like, well, that's just how you get ripped. You know, so that's yeah. where a lot of that personal inference and understanding them comes in. Um, and then obviously I, I, I work with them to see what foods they like. And a lot of times yes. I get put back, they go, wait, are you asking me what I, aren't you meant to tell me? I go, yeah, I could probably just tell you to eat chicken, broccoli, and brown rice all day, but would you? And they're yeah. like, oh, I might get the 1% who go, yeah, I would. I'm like, oh, good <laughs> on you. <laughs> but 99% probably go, no, I don't need that. I don't need this. And then when you start, when they feel more comfortable that they've been validated as a person, they start to tell you a whole host of things what they don't yes. like. And then obviously what they like is what I try to work within um, because that's going to help them maintain it better. And then obviously that allows me flexibility to work with altering the micro and macronutrients when I need to. Um, yeah, exactly. And that, that it does make them feel heard. It's like, oh, okay, like this person's really listening to how I want my lifestyle to be and they're working within that. They don't feel like you're kind of like, take this plan and deal with it. And they're like, oh, God, now I have to change so much. It's, it's like a lot more, um, I guess, palatable is the word. And you want to, you want them to to know that it's achievable rather than just this insurmountable wall of just uh, eating this, eating that, to do cardio seven times a week. That's so unrealistic, you know. Like, yeah. Um, for them, it's more so giving them something achievable, something they can be proud of, and something yeah. that they can understand. Because a lot of time, you ask, guarantee you ask most uh, clients, uh, do you know why you're eating this particular food? Do you know why you, you know, they've got you on this medication? Most of them go, no, nah, I just do what I'm told. Like, yeah. yeah. That, that's fine for some people. Nothing against those type of coaches or those type of clients. I'm just saying, you know, have the, the courage to question 
you know, because yeah. by you questioning, you're taking accountability for your health and you're also understanding why, the why. Because yeah. as much yeah. as I'm a coach, I'm questioning your why. You're allowed to question my why. Yes. You know, that's, that's how it's going to work. Yeah, and also it's like they need to learn this stuff as well. Like if, if, you know, the way I look about it anyway is that when you're going through these and you're learning what you're eating and that, you should be asking why because then even if, you know, you change plans or that coach goes away, you've now got that education to carry yes. through with yes. you. And it's, it's not just about following something. It's about like educating yourself on why. So you've got those tools. I always say a good coach or a good psychologist in any sort of or good doctor. Like for me, I say uh, for me to be a good coach slash psychologist, I don't sort of don't want to see you again. And they're like, they get confused. Like, why don't you yes. want to keep helping me? I'm like, yeah, it's nice. But I want you to be able to then develop your own lifestyle, healthy and, and positive mindset, and then take that away and, and then just live your life. You don't yes. need me all the time. The goal is for me not to be in your life, believe exactly. it or not. You know? And that, yes. that's good. For me, that's what I call good practice. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, yeah, so coming back to psychology, how has studying psychology impacted your health? Well, um, well at first, um, there was all this belief about the body was a machine, you know, uh, and the secret we thought to unlocking its optimal performance, you know, was more so physio- physiological based, so like muscles, lungs, and heart, and how do we master that? And then came this other side of the uh, argument on the other side of the fence, uh, you know, then we were told it's all in our heads, you know, you just need to push through the pain, just get over yeah, it. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think how psych impacted my health was I, I realised that uh, science and positive psychology, as much as they clash, um, they're irrevocably intertwined. You know, you can't yeah. have one without the other. Um, so it's, it's taught me more to be aware of my moods, um, to be more aware of how my anxiety, my sleeping behavior, my thoughts, uh, my interactions with friends and family, uh, what I interpret and what I read, how that impacts my training and my eating. Obviously, when you're unhappy, you tend to just throw your hands up in the air and just buy Ben and Jerry's and just go all out. Yeah. Um, but I find that my psych helps me sort of um, be more patient with myself and obviously reset those negative or sort of not helpful conversations. Mm, that's awesome that is so awesome yeah it's such a big thing and it's definitely you know kind of a journey you go through when you go through PT like have you heard of David Goggins have you read his book yeah yeah I haven't yeah, just like, yet I've- yeah coming from a Muay Thai background I definitely went very hard on that like go hard or go home like push yeah. yourself and then after a bit I was like there has to like you can't just push yourself all the time there has to be other no. ways and it was last year that I really got into the like affirmations and that obviously I've done mirror work and all of that throughout my journey but I started to really work on like more of a holistic point of view not just like yeah. eat healthy and push yourself and just like if you cry you're just weak you know what I mean like so <laughs> much more to it I was like oh my god so that's what I love about health it's like there's so much to it like you get into it and you're like oh I've learned this area and then you're like no there's so much more to learn about it and you just keep going and it's like years later and you're like what even yeah. It's, it's, I'll be honest, yeah, it does keep going. And I always find that uh, health and psych are, like I said, very intertwined and you can yes. never m- meet someone and not learn something from them, either from a health perspective or a, or a psych mental health perspective. Yes, that's so. why I started studying psychology because I was like, I went down the nutrition path and I was like, hang on, there is way more than just meal plans here. There is yeah. something, there's so much more to this. And, you know, you, yeah, it's, it's yeah, that's a bit, it's a big journey. Um, um and how uh, sucks also got me thinking about it. So for a lot of these wondering, I haven't always done if it fits your macros. I've only just done it probably for the past, or oh, say, three years, and I really yep. like it. Before that, I was actually 
similar to you, I was a hardcore clean eater. Like I yeah. would boil, I'm like, I'm talking like I'd boil all my meats. I would boil all my veggies. Yeah. I wouldn't season my meats. I'd train twice a day. I did that for about two, three years. Yeah. And uh, I, mi- I missed out on a lot of like, you know, catching up with friends, going to yeah. things. I would, I would bring food in a container. It was one of those yeah. guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then as I progressed with my psych and my um, sort of my nutritional coaching, I found that it, it doesn't need to be like that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what made you make the jump from macros you, that you hit that point where you, you were like, I want more flexibility. I want to be able to do more things like going out for dinners and stuff. And so you started to plan that if it fits your macros direction. Yeah. I just think ultimately the bottom line for me was I realized I just woke up. I just wanted to be happier. Like, yeah. like, yeah, I looked great at the time, but I wasn't happy. And that was like, well, I didn't go out. I didn't really do anything. I just stayed home, you know, eat, sleep, train, repeat, all those yeah. you know, words you hear a lot. <laughs> Um, no, I actually just decided I needed to be happy. I read through all my, uh, listened to all my memos again. And it's just a lot of it was like, oh, I woke up. Yeah, I got like a mad six pack. I'm so unhappy. And when you listen back to those old yeah. memos, man, it's like, it's such a heavy weight that you you felt lifted. Uh, that yeah. you acknowledge that, yeah, you, you, you train, you, you ate really clean, but were you happy? No, I yeah. wasn't. You yeah, know, and you have to be honest with yourself. I always say, if you're not honest with yourself, regardless of every other external variable, you're not going to get far, sadly, because your honesty and your accountability is what's going to drive you and keep you going. That's what's going to keep you enduring through all those hardships. That is so true. And I, I call that maybe I'm a bit like female version on this, but I'm like alignment. Like if you're aligned with yourself and you know where you're going, you know what you want and you're honest with yourself about that, you will have so much energy to get things done. So at least that's how it works for me. But I know if I'm like, this is what I want. This is how it's working. Is it working? Is it not working? And honest with myself about that, keep myself accountable with that then I feel energized and I feel like, yeah, let's go out there and like tackle the world. But if there's any area of my life that isn't in alignment in that way, then I just don't feel as motivated and I don't feel like I'm getting, I just don't get the results that like, at the rate that I should have. And it's, it's amazing how, yeah, interconnected it all is. And, and you see it all the time on like, and I'll use social media as a platform. You see a lot of people go uh, when obviously someone posts up a health and fitness photo or a transformation photo or they bought a house or whatever. Like we're very supportive of other people's achievements. We're like, oh, go you. Or like, hey, girlfriend. Or like, hey, bro, awesome bench. You know, all that. But then when it comes to helping ourselves, we kind of don't. We avoid it. Yes. Yeah. You know? And when we do try to sort of um, promote it or be proud of it, uh, there's some people who pull us down and say, oh, now you're just being egocentric and arrogant. I'll go, mm. you yeah, know, I so, just drop those people. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm exactly. like, bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and if someone's going to be like that to you in your life or uh, or part of your circle, whatever you want to call it, or your tribe, uh, then do you, you got to ask yourself, do you really need them? Because are they adding to your happiness? Are they contributing to you reaching your health and fitness goals and being more mindful? Or are they just kind of, I know, pulling you down for whatever reason? You know, yeah, you gotta exactly. be you gotta be then be able to go, maybe I don't need that person. Exactly. I and mean, it makes it so much easier when you're surrounded by people who are on the same journey or have the same kind of mindset. It's like almost like um you're pull not pulling each other along, but I don't know. Yeah, like you're just kind of all going in the same direction and it's just really awesome. Whereas it's like if someone's not going in that direction, you can really feel it like pulling you back. Well, at least you I can now because I'm very aware of it. Probably when I was in my early twenties or like eighteen, I I was I didn't have enough life experience to to recognize it then. But these days, I'm like, oh, I'm very very aware of that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. So, what's been the most impactful change you've made on your health journey? Uh, obviously, having those uh, sort of those memos to myself. I know it sounds yes. like an odd thing when you first hear you, you talk to yourself. I'm like, who doesn't? Come on, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, 
yeah, I just try to formalize a bit. So obviously I record it. So then it gives me a sense of uh, accountability. Uh, and obviously it captures me at that point in time. Um, so I can always look back and go, I went through those motions and it's normal. I yeah. came out of those motions or I'm still going through those motions, which is fine as well. Um, and obviously making uh, what I do as in work, self-care, uh, my job, uh, my training, my nutrition, uh, a lifestyle rather than just a tick of the box. Because a lot of people like to tick things off. I mean, it sounds really cute. Like, yeah. oh, I, I, I bought a house or I, uh, I did you know, 100, uh, whatever. Um, and, and what I mean by that is like, you got to look at it as, you know, it, it's your whole part of your whole life, your whole journey rather than a destination or uh just someone to be momentarily you're going to be doing this for a while so why not enjoy it or find a way to to make it something that you can just you know whether you get to it or not you, like say today if i didn't get a train today no old me would probably be really destructive probably go on a binge probably you know i have a shit session the next day but me now i'd probably say oh i was just busy doing things for myself today um i'll get to training tomorrow so i don't really yeah. sort of um pull myself up or put it make like sort of uh, make it harder for myself yeah yeah that's yeah. the thing hey we think that we're being helpful to ourselves and by being very like strict but and it's like you'll be very compassionate with others but then on yourself yes. you're like no i didn't do it because and i think it comes from a good place of like expecting yeah. so much of yourself and you want to bring out the best but it's like if you want to bring out the best be compassionate with yourself and be like yeah no that's cool we're gonna you just get up and do it better next time doesn't mean that there has to be that time in between of you know obviously that the feeling was there and that was like okay that didn't go along with my values or whatever and so you just become aware of that and then reposition yourself instead of sitting in that space of like oh no like this didn't this wasn't like perfect or whatever yeah, exactly and it's about just like i said i'm working towards you being a happier person uh yeah. and and that takes time you know yeah, I love that you've been so honest about your journey with that because it's like that's I think, you know, people are like, oh no, health and fitness, I struggled with it. It's like we all struggled with it. Like yeah. nobody just got up one day and was like, I got a six pack now. Like we all had to go through our own journey of like, this is what worked, this is what didn't work, this got results, but it didn't make me happy in this area. This made me happy, but it didn't get results. And just kind of like going through that and working out what was the best fit. Most certainly. And a lot of it comes down to obviously having, uh, I call it obviously self-care. A lot of people call it, you know, holiday time, personal time, quiet yeah. time, whatever. Um, and what, what I mean, genuinely have, have you, and I always ask my clients, do you, have you actually genuinely had self-care? Then, oh yeah, I went to the gym. I go, yeah, that's great. You went to the gym, but that's, that's the physical type of thing. It's like what's self-care where it's away from everything else you've known. So for me, it's like, it's not gym. It's not work. Uh, for me, it might be driving to the beach uh, yeah. or um, going for really long drives. I'm just going to brag a little bit. I got a really fast car. So I like going for long drives, um, stuff that's completely uh, outside of your two other realms, you know, yes. your work and your, uh, that's genuine self-care where you're able to switch off and just be a happy little um, person doing your happy little thing. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. You have that time away and then you come back stronger. Like yeah, I was like, I was, in that, yeah, I was in that energy yesterday. I was like having the best day. I was like, I'm so chill. And then I was like, what the hell? And then, but then when I woke up this morning, I was like, all right, let's get stuff done. Like I was charging around my house. Yeah. I was like, let's go. And it's because you've had that time to switch off. And I think there's definitely that like culture out there of like grind all the time, like work all the time and keep pushing. And I, I've gone down that direction before, but I definitely find that if you have that time to switch off, you come back more like more energized and you're just better. You just, you function better. It's yeah. And it's way better for your mental health as well. Yeah. So I'll use another example for those listeners who kind of like those sort of empirical evidence type examples. Um, so when I was doing the clean eating, I was training twice a day. I was eating like seven meals a day, all clean eating. I was doing that for like two, three years. 
Um, and yeah, I looks great, but I wasn't any stronger or any happier. And then now uh, my training regime is I can train anywhere from four to seven times a week. Yep. Uh, I don't do any, I don't do any cardio. I eat a very flexible uh, if it fits your macros approach. Um, and believe it or not, I actually look better, feel better, and am stronger than I was like ten years ago. So That's it's awesome. amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And again, like I said, it's it just takes those little tweaks here and there, and that flexibility. And yeah, you can you can be here as well. Yeah, that's awesome. So what are some tips that you would give people that are just starting out? Uh, well, uh, most importantly, slow it down. Enjoy yeah. the process. Like like literally like, uh, you know, really just slow it down and, and just enjoy it. And as you're slowing down, you're learning, you're listening, you're absorbing. You're not just like, oh, I'm just slowing down because someone said slow it down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I think people like to rush and which is great. Uh, but like rushing, you lose a lot of the details. Yeah. So if yeah. I told you to speed in your car and there were a few signs on the road, you probably would have missed it, like missing what the sign said. But if you slow down a bit, you probably see a bit more. You might notice a possum in the tree, just be really you know, metaphorical. Um, so slow it down, really slow it down. Enjoy the process. Enjoy, enjoy the grind. If you want to call it a grind. Um, yeah. Yeah. another big thing is train with a friend as you can. Uh, and not just any friend where you go and spend two hours gossiping about, you know, Meredith her side or whatever, <laughs> or <laughs> the basketball. Find a friend who sort of um, is also trying to sort of get their life back on track, similar to yours, or that you're both at the same point where you can really spur each other on. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, even someone might think, oh, but, you know, you're just saying that because you're p- pretty set and, um, and you know, you're, you're already there. I'm like, no, well, actually, I'm not. I've got two friends, uh, uh, a female and a male that I train with. Um, when I'm just feeling um, that we need to sort of help each other just get through the week or we, we both called each other up and said, hey, I'm having a shit week and, um, you know, do you want to do a session together? And all it takes is just that little session or the one or two sessions a week and, you know, you're back on top again and it's that easy. Yeah, exactly. It changes things up a bit too. Um, and the last thing uh, probably my biggest thing is, is read. Read or listen to podcasts or tune into, uh, you know, channels um because you're only as smart as what you're willing to expose yourself to uh yeah. give you an idea two of the books i'm reading at the moment that i love uh canadian psychologist no surprise there jordan b pearson a 12 rules oh, for yeah. life this is probably my fifth time reading the book nice and rog uh ross actually he's a sort of a british uh really healthy health nut like he's like a special forces trainer type of guy he does a lot of pt uh his book is called the art of resilience nice um so always i think if you're always willing to be open you're going to always be successful and be happy because you're not locking yourself into a habit or into a mindset or into uh just a negative spot yeah exactly yeah that's awesome so so i see so you do online programs for people yeah yep yeah okay cool yeah so i'm gonna link in your instagram guys obviously everyone you've You've heard what he has to say and how knowledgeable he is on this subject. So definitely check out Long because he's, um, yeah, he's got the results to prove it. He's got the education to prove it and he's done the work. He's been there. He's been through it. So, yeah, is there any last things you'd like to say with for everyone before we head off? I just want to wish you one a great week. You know, smash your goals, whether they're ginormous or whether they're tiny, minuscule goals. Just remember that, uh, understand, remember why you're doing it and, like, you know, you got to be happy. Yes. Yeah, that's number one, hey? Yeah. All right, everyone. We'll see you on the next podcast. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys.